This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How's it going, man? You know, you have to feel pretty good the, with the ego boost oh, yeah. that I give you at the beginning of this show every time I do the intro. Oh. Unfortunately, I... I'm normally not paying attention during that time. So, oh, like uh, when I talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was, I was just thinking about what I was going to say. Yeah. So, like, hey, I, I, I appreciate the boost, though. Look, I just do the show, and uh, whatever you say, I don't pay attention to. I just have yeah. my thoughts, my own thoughts. It, just, it creates a great dynamic. It's just two people two talking at each other. Mm, you know, not yeah. having a conversation. Today, we need to have a conversation, though, because it's White Pill Wednesday which means we've got to come up with a clever way to frame the conversation, especially with today's topics. Yeah. Because they're not exactly great things. Maybe Everything's the, fine. Maybe the white pill is uh, watching some things fall apart on the other side. Not not bad things, you know. Everyone's okay. Some of our white pill, well, uh, a lot of our white pills are, I told you so. Those are... Could be and white those pills. are good. It's tough to be It'd right be... all the time. You know how much crap you got to put up with mm -hmm. from everyone else? Yeah. Every it's... once in a while, you got to gotta congrat yourself a little bit. <laughs> congrat. Like this thing. Oh, by the way. Hey, the... man, congrat. Congrat, man. The Fat Haters Club, they're hanging out with us right now. You can go to joingmail.com, and for as little as six bucks a month, you can hang out with us live, make fun of Charlie or say good things to me. There's all sorts of options. Mm -hmm. Those are the main two things, though. So And uh, hate the feds. You also hate feds. Yeah. And it's like a for sure thing. It's not just a virtue signal. This is this is a real signal to yeah. hating feds okay, that you put money behind. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that I would recommend going to joingmail.com and uh, joining the Fed Haters Club. Yeah. Today's right. White Pill Wednesday, so we normally try to talk about good things. You know, normally we'll talk about technology. Uh, By the way, good. I want to qualify our statement. We love the fetter, hate the Fed. You know, Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'll need to think about that one for a second to see if it qualifies. Still love the center. Yes. The sin. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate all of them, though. Like, as the people, too? Like. Sure. Yeah. Hate people? Feds. Yeah. Okay. The feds. What if that person signed up thinking that they were doing something good? They're wrong. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I don't really care what their intentions are. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's a great message to start White Pill Wednesday off with, <laughs> for sure. No, I wanted to con congrats everyone to uh, uh, for still being alive. 
this is from like last week. People started talking about this or the week before. You know, we, we were gone for a couple. Had stuff going on. Okay. Uh, so I did want to congratulate all of us for still being here. And also for Greta Thunberg or Thunberg or whatever for deleting this tweet uh, where five years ago. And now we're not, Charlie pointed out, it is not June of 2023 yet. 7.18 a.m. June 21st, 7.18 a.m. is zero date. That's the summer solstice, <clears throat> by the way. You know, in Armageddon, when they're coming up towards that imaginary wall that you can weirdly see in the movie <laughs> yeah. uh, where they've got to blow it up by them, we're getting close. Uh, June 21st, 7.18 a.m., 2023. I, that's By the way, that's summer solstice, so I get it. It is. Yeah, that means it's the longest day of the year. It'll probably be the hottest because the sun has more time. Yeah. To bake the CO2, which then oh, I guess we, leads to... If people hadn't already seen it, we didn't even say what the tweet was yet. Oh. Greta, Greta says a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. Now, to, to <clears throat> clarify, to back her up, she didn't say that we'd be dead in five years. She said that Climate change will destroy all of humanity if we do not stop using fossil fuels by June 21st, 2023. So we only have a few months left yeah. to stop using fossil fuels. Now, the, the funny part is, and the white pill is that people started bringing this up. It was still, the first time I saw this, it was still there. People started bringing it up. And then she deleted the tweet, which is great. So that's a win for the yeah. internet right there. And I just think it's a good thing. Like, um, I evidently she agrees. Yeah, bringing Greta up. What's uh, any latest news on Andrew Tate? Everyone I mean, just kind of memory hold that whole thing. I guess I don't know. Live group. What's going on with Andrew Tate? She sent Andrew Tate to the to the <laughs> Romanian prison. That's what I saw online after anyway. their Twitter feud. Yeah, that's what people said. So she probably oh she probably did that to gain us a few more years to stop using fossil fuels. I gotcha. So, uh, yeah, probably sending him to prison bought, a, bought humanity a couple more years at least. So that that's what's going on. Okay. She probably just realized, what is she, 19 years old now? Uh, five years ago when she tweeted this, she was uh, even dumber than she is right now. And a lot of times, like things that a 14-year-old girl is posting online, probably not the most accurate predictions for the end of the entire human race. I would say I not. I would say. But, um, hey, if you want to believe, if you want to listen to people like that, that's fine. That's up to you, man. Ask 14-year-old girls. They know everything. <laughs> they do. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So before we get into the college conversation, the uh, the Wellesley College conversation, which will be a fun one, I wanted to lead up to what's going on with our youths out there. Besides Greta. <laughs> Besides Greta. <laughs> Now, interestingly enough, there's a reason that I follow Greta up with this or that I put this first, and that has to do with depression scores by your political affiliation and your gender. Now, this was from a, uh, an email from the Free Press this morning uh, talking about this study. Now, female liberals, about the most depressed people out there, if you're on the left and you're I guess, wait, now is this identify? There's got to be like uh, a signed female at birth and you're on the left. So uterine having. Yes. Then you are ranking the highest on the depression score. And then you got 
assigned male at birth on the left or next after that. And then you've got assigned, then you've got conservative women and conservative men mm-hmm. that are much lower and down. One of those has nuts. <laughs> Just yeah. some of them do. I don't know which ones. Yeah. There's no way of knowing. And what was interesting in this email blast, what they mentioned was uh, the people who did the study, which this study came from, I believe it came out in 2020. They tried to blame it on the mental health consequences that were suffered uh, during Obama's second term by people that were on the left. And that's why they were more depressed, because people on the right were making them more depressed. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's people like Greta who are telling all these people that they're about to die pretty soon. And many, many other things. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's a lot of factors. It could be the fact that, I don't know, we've solved a lot of problems, so there aren't many problems to solve, so people are struggling to find meaning and purpose. There mm-hmm. are plenty of problems to solve, by the way, but that's human beings. That's what we're built to do. And so if you if you can't find something meaningful or purposeful to pursue because your life has been, in the history of mankind, pretty easy, mm-hmm. you know, then you're also going to struggle with, with depression as well. I do think that uh, that's part of our issue right now. Is Notice how in both groups, by the way, the female still... Just a little bit higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, on this... Uh, that makes that makes like what Jordan Peterson said right, <laughs> by the way, that they're higher in negative emotion. This, uh, it doesn't the mean there's something wrong with them, but yeah, they're higher in negative emotion. They're more neurotic. Speaking of this self-derogation, so thinking negatively about yourself, basically... Questions on this would include things like, uh, I feel I do not have much to be proud of. You go on a scale of uh, disagree or agree, or that's how you feel. Or, gen- or gender feel. neutral. Um, sometimes I think I'm no good at all. I feel that I can't do anything right. I feel that my life is not very useful. So scoring that out, you see once again on this that liberal girls, or let's just say left-leaning girls, and then left-leaning boys score much higher on this. And then you have conservative girls and then conservative boys. I'm saying it that way because this is a survey of 12th graders. And so this is starting off pretty young. I pointed, I did at that time At that age, there's still boys and girls? I don't, uh, depends on what state you're in. This is getting confusing to do a I, show. Of, like Oh, it's about to get so much more confusing here in a bit. Let's just, well, we're reading it, okay? We're just reading what the thing says. I put an arrow right here because it is crazy to see these lines just really go nuts. It's almost like looking back in the early 70s when we went off the gold standard. But instead, (laughs) I'm just saying that it aligns with 2009. Before that, it was running pretty close together. Now, I do realize that this is one of those scales where whatever point you pick, they all start off together. And then it's the changes from then. I, don't, I can't remember what kind of scale that's called. Is that logarithm? That's not logarithm. Uh, whatever it is. Uh, they all start off together. But you really see it go crazy around 2009. I'm not blaming Obama because he's black. I'm blaming the white half. Okay, but I think it was his fault. <laughs> not his fault, really. But I do think the left possibly went a little bit more nuts at that point in time. Can anyone else, does anyone else feel that that happened around that time? They, they <clears throat> took a hard turn to leftist town. Did we go town? harder to lefty town at that point? I, I feel like, I mean, you got the likes of Bernie Sanders and, and AOC so, and. And so what's interesting to me is at that point, 
leftist girls and boys started to hate themselves more at that time, which oh, is which is interesting. I know what happened. They all realized that they're racist. And that is, that probably is and now they hate themselves. I would like to see that <laughs> this wasn't in there, but I would like to see it spread out by by race to see if it is different that like white people started to hate themselves and black people started to be like, oh yeah, I do. I am proud of it, you know? Which is good. That is that is how everyone should go over time. But I bet you there's something like that somewhere. Just a couple more things before we get into college. All right. Here's a here's a question asking, whenever I try to get ahead, something or somebody stops me. So this is the feeling of boys and girls, high school seniors, who agree with that statement. When I try to get ahead, somebody stops me. Now that is up to what is that weird when girls were severely you know oppressed know, back weird. in 1976 let's they just, didn't let's just assume there's some errors in the data at that time i, I don't know it's i mean it's it's way lower to go back to 1976 <laughs> it seems like they were happier in the home yeah but another weird thing i noticed was from 1985 to about 2007 ish they basically ran sideways in tandem with each other, these two answers for boys and girls. And then right around 2007, 2008, nine area, it just spikes up again after that. Mm. Like, what happened in this 2008 time? Is it the financial bailouts that happened? Everyone realized that uh, too big to fail, these people, you know, the, the system's rigged, that kind of thing. Or is it our more leftist culture or society that we have, more intrusive government in everyone's lives. I don't know. I don't know what it is that happened. I mean, I think it's a lot of things are pointing to, and I think this is really what the argument of the culture is. I think the underlying factor is we're moving away from uh, what people would consider a meaningful pursuit of life for these, you know, quasi or pseudo um, goals that yeah. don't really mean anything. You know, like used to in my day, the <laughs> news was a half hour and <laughs> that's that maybe another mm -hmm. leading cause. You know? Too much news. News went from half a hour to, you know, 24 seven. say another weird thing that happened around that time, social media. It is. Yeah. Hmm. Right around that time. And you see it. That, that's why I think the culture conversation is so important. Um, social media. You also have moving away from, let's say, more uh, traditional nuclear family things. Um, and you see it. I, I think I see it right now in the, what, what, these, what the younger generation is calling the dating world. You have you know, 30% uh, of men. I, well, actually, I think 30% of young people under the age of 30 have never had sex. Mm. Virgins. It's like society is like, they're so far away removed from trying to pursue something meaningful, like a family, let's say, which is something meaningful um, or a career or something else that's meaningful to you. They're moving away from that or pursuing Liberty um, into the nihilistic stage that, 
And that's what the confusing postmodern inf- infinite interpretation uh, society leads to. I think that um, you do see, and I don't. I think it's pretty accurate that people on the left, younger people on the left, are more opposed to having children. And there's a lot of people celebrating not having kids. Now, I don't have kids, so it's a tough conversation for me to have to say, well, people on the left, they don't want any responsibility in their lives. I don't have any kids either, and that's that's by choice. But I am noticing a lot of people going in that direction and it's i think a lot of a a lot of it is out of nihilism like who cares like we're all gonna die anyway nothing matters you know there's no point the future is going to be so terrible and i think a lot of it is okay by the way i didn't i've been asking like what's the deal this whole time this uh this thing from the free press was actually about how social media was influencing uh depression and derogatory thoughts uh, inner thoughts about about yourself and that that's what the whole thing was about. And all these studies we're trying to point to as well uh, is when is when that happened. I think it has a lot, a lot to do with with what, what's going on so, on social media right now. Good question. Especially from for Bailey. Girls. How is this a white pill? Oh, we're getting into college. Sorry. Mm. This is just a lead up to conversations about college. That's that's all we're getting to. And just to be fair, on my post, I said somewhat white pill Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bailey. And Here's the thing: we do what we want. Yeah, that's number one. The white pill is that we do whatever we want, and that's fine. There's your white pill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the white pill is you don't have to be this depressed. <laughs> what is also uh, what makes me feel better about things is being able to dig in and figure out what is the source of the problem. Because you see on uh, social media today. Uh, Charlie Kirk was giving a speech at UC Davis and there were Antifa protests there, people breaking breaking in the doors and a bunch of people getting arrested and stuff like that. And, and so you see that kind of thing. You see some of the other college stuff we're about to talk about. And what actually makes me feel better about it is being able to single out what the problem potentially is. So there is some type of a goal that we can move towards. And you know, keep asking like, well, what happened in 2008, 2009? I think some of the colleges started to go nuts. I think social media started to become more and more prevalent at that time. Um, and I do think we are moving into a time where parents need to be way more careful about how much social media they're letting their kids consume. I don't think that needs to be by law. Okay. Not what I'm saying. You're, you know, if you want to control the culture, that's fine. But I do think that parents need to be aware the letting your kid just peruse social media all the time is about like letting your 14-year-old just go get in the car and driving around or just uh, handing them a bottle of liquor. It's actually, it's almost worse. Well, I don't know. It it takes 24-7 news to like another level, mm-hmm. right? Because we know that negativity sells more than positivity. And so what actually goes viral? What do the algorithms reward? Well, things that go viral are typically more negative than they are positive. And so what, what the, the consumption that is taking place on social media is like a 24-7 news, but also extremely negative. Yeah. That's why you have folks like Greta, like you mentioned before, who literally think the whole world is going to collapse unless we solve climate change, probably because she's been reading. And the more you read that stuff, the more they give it to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you seem to like this stuff, so we're just going to put it in front of you again. You're not reading like 
some new you're not listening to some news station although now nowadays but used to they would share the news about all kinds of different stuff even when we were kids mm-hmm. you had all kinds of stuff on the news it wasn't just a an agenda um but it's it's more we talked about this i think when we did the humanizing project when we talked to some lefties it's like their twitter feed and tiktok feed and all that's just full of stuff they already believe in, it just keeps going further and further and further and further. Their feed is proof that the right wing, we live in control, are controlled by right wing fascists mm-hmm. all the time. You and know, the same I think and happens our feed on, is the like, cons- on the right. We're getting overrun by these leftist communists. Yeah. You know, now we're right. But this question right here, here's a white pill for you. Has a doctor or healthcare provider ever told you that you have a mental health condition? <laughs> Now, finally, conservatives or people on the right out there, you can tell your leftist friends, I've got verifiable evidence. There's a better chance that you're crazy. (laughs) Just kidding. Doesn't mean that you're crazy. Here's the white pill, Bailey. Perfectly fine to seek out someone to talk to. All right. The fact that you seeked a doctor to talk to you about a mental health condition does not make you crazy. That was a joke. But... Over 50% of left-leaning women ages 18 to 29 had said yes. And uh, 30% of left-leaning men. On the right-leaning women, that was down to 20%. And around 15% for right-leaning men. Now, that does not mean that you're less crazy. It means what that you decided to seek out attention. But uh, statistically, I think we can look at that and say that you're more in need. <laughs> Okay, now let's talk about college for a second. And this is a few parts. Hold nothing back! Of of college. Charlie, Wellesley College. Why is this a white bill? Because Wellesley College, a traditionally, historically, women's college, who has had people with such a murderous fanfare as Hillary Clinton and Madeleine Albright, Um, this women's college is now going to allow trans men in the college, which are women. And here's the white pill. They essentially just voted to say, okay, yeah, we know trans men are actually women. (laughs) (laughs) That's, they don't think that's what they said, but that's essentially what they said. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should definitely be able to go to school with us because. You know, let's face it. They have the same parts. They've got the same. It's okay. Yeah. All right. From the New York Times, uh, Wesley College proudly proclaims itself as a place for, quote, women who will make a difference in the world. It boasts a long line of celebrated alumni, including Hillary Clinton, Madeleine Albright, and Nora Ephron. On Tuesday, its students supported a referendum that has polarized the campus and went straight to the heart of Wesley. Wellesley. Wesley. Sorry, Wellesley identity as a woman's college. The referendum, which was non-binding, called for open admission to all non-binary and transgender applicants, including trans men. Currently, the college allows admission to anyone who lives and consistently identifies as a woman. So just to clarify, they also allow trans women at the college. So they both allow women... Men who identify as women because they identify as women. 
So they're only excluding <laughs> cis men. <laughs> That's just men yeah. who identify as men. That's it. This is perfect for a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And they're going to eventually making this. Uh, anyone can go to this college. They're going to destroy themselves. And I'm kind of happy to see it happen. And the administrators at this college who were upset about this and didn't want to do it, guess what? This is your fault. All right? You're the some of the people that have been pushing this mess. I just think it's hilarious. And it destroys the whole feminist <laughs> movement. Like, what's the it's, feminist movement for? You don't even have your own college People now. who identify as women. Yeah. And, or men. Yeah. That, so you're, what you're saying is, is that Jenny would have been okay to stay in her all-girls college. Yeah. You know, had she gone to Wesley, Walesley, what's Wellesley, Wellesley. The referendum also called for making the college's communications more gender inclusive. For example, using the word students or alumni instead of the dreaded word women. Hmm. Don't want to say women. Can't use that. In a message to the campus last week, Dr. Johnson described Wellesley as a woman's college that admits cis, trans, and non-binary students, all who consistently identify as women. You just got to say that you're a woman. Uh, Mr. Thurston, you want, to, uh, uh, you want to go to this college? Well, yeah, but I don't, doesn't look like you're a, this is a woman's college. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. What are you talking about? Cha-ching! Now you can go to the school. So basically it's just a regular college. It's just you know? a college now. And that's, you know what? I, like I said, I'm here for them to destroy this. That's fine. That's <laughs> barely but, put woman's college with an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. The student body president, there was something important I was trying to find. We're just asking the administration to put on paper what's already true of the student body. She said, trans men go, non-bin- non-binary people go, and they kind of always have because it's a woman's college and trans men are women. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that's awesome. Uh, I want to see where this goes. And I just want to explain once again how confusing this can be to think about. <clears throat> the controversy here is not that this historically women's college is now allowing biological males because they've already been allowing biological males since 2015 it, who identified as women. And so in their minds, they, in their mind, before this, they were still a women's college. And they're still trying to be a women's college. They are. But in, in their minds, they're still a women's college. They allow males who identified as women. But now this controversy where the administration didn't like it uh, is that they're losing the women's college spirit because they're going to allow women who identify as men that they can no longer be. Just so you know, the administrators at the college are basically saying they can no longer be a women's college because they are now going to allow women who say that they're men to go to the college. And that is what takes away the women's college idea, not the fact that men who said they were women have been going there since 2015. Are you following this? Is this everything okay with you right now? I yeah, yeah. There's a few pieces uh, missing, but I think that's just standard nowadays. I know. Doesn't it, don't you think that people get, do they get confused about this sometimes? There's got to be some kind of contradiction going on in people's heads, right? Well, pretty soon there, you're not even going to have to do like any homework or anything. You just, you show up at this college, they'll just give you a degree. You, 
nothing's going to matter anymore. Hey, good part though, Charlie. Turns out, according to the numbers, people are deciding not to go to college. And there's where we're working up towards a really good white pill here because I want to see this system destroyed. <laughs> They're not, they don't want to go to Wellesley's college anymore or just college? All of the general? colleges, less people are going to college. Mm. So there's an article in here from Reason right. if you wanted to. How rising tuition poked a hole in the college bubble. Decades of rising tuition and fees may finally be catching up with America's higher education system. According to data released in October by the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center, the NSC, total undergraduate and graduate enrollment in the U.S. has declined by 3.2% since 2020. Now, I wonder if a lot of that had to do with the fact that um, they required everybody to go on Zoom and then it still charge you the same amount <laughs> of money as if you were on campus. Could have something to do with it. After two straight years of historically large losses, it's particularly troubling that numbers are still falling, especially among freshmen, said NSC Research Center Executive Director Doug Shapiro. Ben's father? I don't know. Said in a statement, quote, there are four million fewer students in college now than there were 10 years ago. That's Crazy. good news. If you think about the population over those 10 years, and the fact that there's 4 million fewer students in college now, it, a lot of people are thinking that this is some kind of a crazy, terrible thing. It's not. This is just a market starting to work right now. Saying, yeah, we're not going to be, we, we're done with this loan program and all this stuff that's way overpriced. It's not, it's, a lot of businesses are starting to accept people who haven't gone to college, you know? You make pretty good money, didn't go to college. I've never paid didn't finish. I've never paid attention to the requirements. Yeah, they on don't really job care. Postings. Yeah. I never look at the requirements. Why? Why should I? You're white. <laughs> well, it's also like you just gotta put your name in the hat, man. Mm-hmm. And if they draw your name and they're like and they talk to you, you could, you know, they'll 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 hire you if you're a good dude or a good lady or a good dude lady. Doesn't Whatever matter. Mm -hmm. While provosts may be panicking, future students could soon find themselves in a buyer's market. As one consultant working on college tuition decreases told the New York Times in December, quote, colleges are unable to fill up their classes at the price they're charging. The realization led Colby Sawyer College, a small liberal arts school in New Hampshire, to cut its tuition by 62%. Immediately after the tuition reset was announced, Applications to the school increased 75% from the year before. Oh, that's weird. Huh. Hmm. While more selective colleagues, or sorry, colleges, <clears throat> may be able to keep jacking their prices year after year, COVID-19 campus closures changed the calculus for many schools. Students are quickly realizing they don't need to be held captive anymore in, uh, to the integrated structure. Sorry. Anymore if you would have gone to college, you would have known how to exactly. read that word. Of the residential college model, business professors Scott Latham and Michael Braun wrote in a June 2020 Insider Higher Ed article. Their comments were... Um, we don't really have to go any further into the, all this stuff unless you feel like it. Well, I'll just finish this out. The number of students 18 to 20 enrolled in primarily online institution institutions has increased 23.4% since 2020. That's good. So... 
So there is a still a bit of a market working, even though you can get unlimited money to go to school, basically. You are still seeing the market do something, which is a which is why it is important for these loans to not just get canceled, because that is going to set the precedent that you'll never have to pay for college. I'm surprised that that, that might already be the assumption by most people who want to go to college. Like, oh, I'm never actually going to have to pay this. I don't know. Um, but there are a lot of people <clears throat> struggling out there with student debt. I yeah. Mean, and by the way, it gets more expensive. I, I work on the financial side of things. And those interest rates, whew, it's, I not, a, it's I, not pretty. Mine's 11%. Yeah. On, my, on one of my loans. I don't know what the other one is. It's like you can pay for it monthly and then the balance just keeps going up because the interest is too high. I owe more now than I spent to go to college. Exactly. Yeah. It's awful. I'm, I'm one of them. And I don't think it needs to be canceled. Uh, and definitely not because what we're seeing is the market starting to work. Four million fewer students going to school. Uh, from 10 years ago, eventually the colleges, and what's weird is no one talks about the colleges price gouging the students that are going there and the exorbitant fees they're charging to build these lavish resorts that they have out there and how much they're paying all the administrators. Oddly enough, they've all been exempt from any of the pushback on what they're charging, which is just really weird. The student debt crisis. Anyone talking about the student debt crisis, you, when do you see them talk about how terrible these colleges are for charging people this much money and how much money they get paid. Tell me a time that Nina Turner is out there talking about or Bernie Sanders, the evil colleges that ne you never see them talk about it. Yeah. The price gouging point would be a, yeah, that's a really good point. They, they don't, they don't do it like Corey Bush right here. Just talking about, uh, uh, this was going to be earlier, but um, she said, are we supposed to ignore the fact that the people advocating for the bailout of banks are the same people who want to see student debt cancellation to fail? Now, that's not even true. You can't, I don't think it's easy to box in people who are okay with this bank bailout that just happened and people who want students to not get their debt canceled. Some of them, they'll cross, cross over, but it's been kind of mix and match who thought this should have happened and who mm -hmm. thought it shouldn't have. Uh, she says it's never been more clear that opposing student debt cancellation is rooted in racism, sexism, and classism. It's the answer for everything. And just would it be nice to have an answer for everything? I guess I'm, I do I, envy it. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you never see them criticize what the colleges are charging. No one ever does. And so who's going to criticize what the colleges are charging? The colleges are going to have to, and they're going to have to do that by the fact that so many less, fewer students are going to their schools. And the only reason that's going to happen is if we don't sit here and cancel all the people's loans. And that is the only way the system's going to get fixed. So I, I take the fact that less people are going to college as a white pill, especially since those are kind of like commie indoctrination centers too. Really? I mean, they are. Vast majority of them. Yeah. Yes. Here's a, okay, you asked for a white pill. Mm. This is kind of a white pill. Kind of. The reason they're doing it, I don't like. And I don't think Charlie will like it that much either. This is from how many days ago? La this is from last week, but we were gone some of last week. Okay. Oh. But I just want to point out good things can happen. Visa, MasterCard are suspending plans to track gun purchases after the the blowback they got. 
And so by tracking gun purchases, what they were going to do was essentially create a code for the stores that it would get classified as a purchase at a gun store. Listen, I realize how uh, how that's going to be used, but I will say up front, that's not the craziest thing I've ever heard of a company doing because they do have different codes for different types of places, like different categories of shops. They probably already mostly have it anyway. Yeah, the, the annoying part about it was why they were going to do it. They said that they were going to adopt the International Organization for Standardization's new merchant category code that could be used to better track gun and ammunition purchases from gun stores. Uh, so people are upset about that. Visa and MasterCard now pausing the adoption of the new code after stiff opposition in the face of several states moving forward with legislation that would block the tracking, according to Bloomberg. Uh, quote, this is from them, I believe. There are bills advancing in several states related to the use of this new code. If passed, the result will be an inconsistency in how this ISO standard could be applied by merchants, issuers, acquirers, and networks. Uh, Visa told Bloomberg, it's for that reason we've decided to pause work on the implementation of the firearms-specific uh, code. I don't exactly like that they aren't going to do it because uh, these right-leaning states and attorney general said that they were going to sue them for violating people's Second Amendment rights. I think that's pretty loose, in my opinion. Um, I don't like that they would be doing it, but I also think... I don't... Someone have to tell me why they don't have the right to do it, basically. Can you tell me why they wouldn't have the right to do it? I can't think of one. I can't think of a principled one. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to do it, so I guess I can say that's why they don't yeah, have the right yeah. to do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't think of a, a reason. I mean, it's their, it's their card, their mm -hmm. processing, you know? Like, they're the, like, we should build another one. However much I disagree with the reason that they're going to be pausing the tracking, it is a win a little bit for Second Amendment advocates and the fact that they're going to be putting it off. And it is at least a win by the fact that so many people were upset about this, that they are somewhat paying attention. I would have liked for them to do it because they were worried they'd lose so many customers. Costco makes a good point that it could violate the Fourth Amendment, that the transactions would know about be given. But if you freely give the information to the government, there's nothing really against that. The problem is that the government's going to take it. We know this is where you get muddy with like uh, Twitter and all that. Okay. Like, does that mean Twitter can't ask for information? Let's go back in time. They can't ask for my information because the government's going to end up being able to just take it from them at some point because they're going to be working. Or they're going to ask them for it and they'll the just give it to them. <laughs> you know, or they'll ask, yeah. Uh, they'll, be they'll, Zoom, they'll be on Zoom calls together. And so the fact that I know the government's going to use this information against people, I think when they do that, that could be a grounds for a court case later on if they were going to try and do that after they pulled that information. But stopping the company from categorizing the gun store with its own code, I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, we can move on from that because I do think that this is kind of funny. Is Tom in here today? He's in New Jersey. Tom. Tom's in here. Okay. Isn't Costco from New Jersey too? Who else is in New Jersey? I think it's Costco. Yeah. All right. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> From the blaze, the city of Newark humiliated 
after signing a trade deal and holding sister city ceremony with a Hindu nation that doesn't exist. <laughs> this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. I learned, me, that I wasn't you? very good at setting boundaries. Healthy boundaries can be tricky to learn, but through this experience... I was able to gain a healthier version of me. One thing I learned is self-awareness and learning how to understand situations from different points of view. Yeah. Something very important, by the way, for our show. It there is. It's extremely important. Sometimes we don't know what we want, like what I want or why we react. Why did I get mad about that? Why did I care about that so much? Until we actually talk through things. And BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And you've used it before, right? I do. I currently you use, use it right now. BetterHelp right now. When's and the I last have, time you talked to your BetterHelp therapist? I have one scheduled tomorrow. Okay. All right. How's it been so far? Amazing. Yeah? Yes. Easy? It's easy. It's convenient. It's the best way to do therapy. Now, you've been stuck with the same person the whole time? No, I've changed. That's pretty cool. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You never had to meet with a person, like in person, right? All online. Okay. That's my kind of thing right there. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's just Did you do the brief question there? I did. You filled that out? You got matched with a therapist? I did. And then you switched to a different one later on? With no additional charge. How about that? So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. It's fun, right? Mm -hmm. The Democrat-run city of Newark, New Jersey. Now, okay, Democrat-run city of Newark, New Jersey. This is from The Blaze. I just think this is kind of funny. Recently formalized its sister city partnership with the Hindu nation of Kailasa. <laughs> Evidently, city officials did not consult a map. Before doing so, the United States of Kailasa does not exist. It is the invention of an accused rapist who has been on the run from Indian authorities since 2019 for child abduction and other crimes. Newark residents have spoken out about Democrat officials' failed foray into foreign policy, questioning whether anyone at City Hall is capable of performing a simple Google search. <laughs> According to its website, the nation of Kailasa is the home and refuge for the international Hindu diaspora. The nation of Kailasa stands as the world's sole beacon of genuine Hindu self-governance and autonomy. <laughs> the population of the fictitious realm that Newark had a fleeting relationship with is allegedly 100 million, 100 million Adi Shivites. Shivites, 2 billion practicing Hindus. <laughs> the fake nation has its own flag, emblem, and national anthem, constitution, and passport. It reminds me of the Shawshank Redemption when Andy Dufresne creates a, a person, a fake person. Yeah. Gets all the paperwork like and everything. Now what I mean... They have their own flag and emblem. We could just start a nation. They had a ceremony. We should start an online nation. The Liberty Nation. I mean, they got together... Anyway, I do think this is 
You know, this is embarrassing. It's got to be. It's so embarrassing, <laughs> right? I mean, there's a delegate from Kailasa speaking. Anyway, that's a real thing. They had a ceremony and all that. What does being a sister city do? I don't. I don't really know what sister cities do. I mean, it makes me think of the. Uh, I don't know how they got the person there, where they're actually from, what the deal is. It's amazing. Um, it makes me think of the Parks and Rec episode, the Sister City episode, which is pretty funny. Um, their sister city is uh, Baracqua, Venezuela. And so the Venezuelan people come there and kind of funny, actually, they're talking about how rich they are and how much money they have. This is before the collapse. So anyhow, when keeping it, I don't even, I, I was going to say when keeping it woke goes wrong, like another example, but I don't know if it's specifically just woke or what it does for you politically to look like you care I love how so they much. still don't even back down, by the way. Further on in here, it says, based on deception, the ceremony was groundless and void. Although this was a regrettable incident, the city of New York, Newark, remains committed to partnering with people from diverse cultures in order to enrich each other with connectivity, support, and mutual respect. They meant well. <laughs> That's all that matters. It doesn't oh. matter what the outcome was. You wow. Know? Okay, it's one fifty-three. I don't know if we have enough time to go through this uh, this other thing that I had in here today. I think we do. Do let's, we? Yeah, let's go through okay. this. Okay. I want to go through what I consider. And listen, if you don't think it's a white pill. That's on you. That's on you. All right. <laughs> it's up to you how you feel about that. But there was this post from one of our friends online, the Socialist Party. Now, this is the Socialist Party of Great Britain, official SPGB. We've talked about them several times before. They posted yesterday. When this all started, March 14th. Where did they play, pay for that blue check mark, too? Uh, I'm, they were, a, I think they were official before that. Oh, were they? But let me see. Legacy verified account. This mm. is a legit socialist party account. The uh, header of their page is capitalism isn't working. I guess that's important. Here's their post. They're always out there talking. By the way, their brand of socialism with Marx's socialism is a class-free, money-free, state-free society. It's just human beings working in tandem with one another, working together. Sharing the spoils. Sharing everything. Same principles you teach your kid. Right there, the button. Socialism, the radical idea of sharing. You just Sharing share. is caring. Mm -hmm. That's what we teach our kids. And so, you know, should you keep, should, is that where it starts? Teaching your kids to share? Sharing like, no, is caring. You know what, Parker? You're right about not wanting that kid to just take your thing. <laughs> you don't have to be a dick about it. You know, <laughs> be nice. Don't hit or anything. But you're right. That's yours and you can do whatever you want with it. I think that's how we should teach our kids. It's easy for me to say not having kids. Yeah. They say a hypothetical scenario. Jack is a carpenter. His neighbor, Gene, a baker. 
Jean has some doors with loose hinges. Since she's a woman, she needs Jack to come tighten those up for her. That's not what they say. But first off, we're yeah. starting with a dumb scenario. And I love that he's a carpenter working on loose hinges. Which mm-hmm. I mean, carpenters use hinges, but the main job is woodworking, not hinge working. Jack says he'll fix them. Jean says she'll give him some cake, some cakes as a thank you. What's the ratio of cakes to tightened hinges? I don't know. That they've got worked out. They'll figure it out in the market. So Jack's going to fix the hinges. Jean says she'll give him some cakes as a thank you. Scale up a willingness to help others where all will receive what they need and you have a socialist society. I can't with the live group. What's going on? Bailey said this sounds like a start to a bad porno. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, how did Gene pay Jack? Heard your hinges needed some tightening. I've got a screw for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in this socialism scenario that they just laid out, two people trade with one another. They barter. One person needs a carpenter to do something. And as what they call a thank you for his work, the thank you is I will make you these cakes and give you these cakes. They just traded. They just bartered with one another. They traded production. Yeah. By the way. They think of it that way. Like carpenter, Jack does something of value. Gene does something of value. Wonder why it wasn't Jill. I don't I guess that would have been better. Jack killed Jill, so now Gene's his neighbor. I guess Gene could be see here's the problem. Uh no, is Jean... Yeah, Jean's a woman. Okay, just making sure. That's fine. Okay, so what they did was they just described the basis of capitalism, which is free trade. It is people exchanging value with one another. Voluntarily. Voluntarily. Now, what they go on to argue is, oh, Jack didn't require that Jean gave him the cakes. That's just what Jean gave him as a thank you. But Jean said... After Jack said he'd fix him, Gene said that she'd give him some cakes as a thank you. The question is, if Gene was known as an old lazy hag that wasn't going to bake anyone any cakes ever, would Jack have said that he would fix the hinges? Now, if they'd known each other for a long time, their kids went to the same re-education camps in the summer, <laughs> then, sure, maybe Jack would come over and fix the hinges. That's fine. But... Likely Jack's going to get sick of just going around fixing people's hinges and then dying of starvation afterwards. Well, because Jack's time is limited and he already has a a hundred other neighbors Mm -hmm. and their hinges fixed and they're all offering something to Jack in return. So he could go fix Gene's hinges for free or he could fix his his hundred other neighbors' hinges or build them houses or whatever else he does as a carpenter. Because they're willing to trade something. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful if they had a means of exchange? Oh, you wouldn't want for to do their productivity. I, I everyone I, agreed upon had a had a value. Mm, mm, interesting. Wouldn't idea. that be wouldn't that be something? So I laid out. Here's the problem. Because what if what if Jack doesn't like cake? Mm. You know, I don't like cake. What if um, Gene? Needs the doctor to do something, and the doctor doesn't like cake either. 
It's what you're saying. You're going to need some type of a medium of exchange. She's only going to be able to get the things that people like cakes Before for. we run into this next part, I want to explain why this is a white pill. The <laughs> Socialist Party, their grand plan of laying out how socialism would work with capitalism. It's, it's capitalism. <laughs> it's free market. Is the is the market trading with one another, trading value with one another? Yeah, it's great. I threw out a hypothetical. This could be confusing, but Jack doesn't like cakes. He likes pies. Gene doesn't make pies, but still wants to thank Jack. You know, Gene's got to thank Jack. Thanking could be like payment, but think. Let's say the word think. There's other ways to thank Jack. That's true. You see, women can do anything. They can get anything they want. <laughs> But Patty, the pie maker, Patty Pie, <laughs> has hated cakes her entire life, but she loves she, bread. So she doesn't want Jean's cakes either. Patty mm -hmm. Pie Maker doesn't. She wants bread. Yeah. Okay. But Does Billy. She make American pies, like warm American pies. <laughs> Billy Breadmaker. <laughs> Billy Breadmaker wants a cake. So he gives it, he gives it to Jean in exchange for the cake. He gives the bread to Jean in exchange for the cake. Patty Pie Maker wants bread, so she trades that pie to Jean because now Jean's got Billy's bread. All right. Now Patty Pie's got the bread. Jean has got the pie. And so now Jean has got a pie to give the Jack so he'll fix her fucking doors. Over the course of the transactions. This I'm is my sure. comment. I'm not sure if this is a romance novel or a children's <laughs> book. These Maybe days, both. <laughs> who cares, you know? And I laid out, over the course of, the, of those transactions that I just laid out, the pie got old and the bread got moldy. But Billy already ate the cake. But now everyone's out for blood. Jack wins because he has a hammer and the door's never fixed. <laughs> okay. They couldn't complete the exchange because they were deal dealing with perishable goods <laughs> this whole time, <laughs> and it took too long yeah. for it to happen. But their children decide to use money. We'll just say money as like a general thing, whatever. Could be gold, could be fictitious coins on the internet, <laughs> could be papers, whatever you want. They're going to use money as a medium of exchange. Jean's orphan daughter still <laughs> needs the door fixed. Because it never got fixed, remember? She sells a cake to Billy's son. Jean's daughter uses that money to give old man Jack a thank you. And Jack uses that money to buy a pie from Patty Jr. I can't. And so what we just did was we explained how capitalism works. Mm. Because sometimes it's not just that little bitty community. Sometimes something else gets made more efficiently way out there. And what are you going to do with your damn cake trying to get someone like in California, to send you this widget that you need to solve whatever problem you have. And you're right, Michael. It is probably a swingers club because I bet these din <laughs> You've just been talking about I bet these hinges <laughs> allow full swinging. He fixes the hinge. Yeah. The swing is on. <laughs> That's what's happening. I got gotcha. you. Especially Patty Pie. I don't know what the... Stone Steve called us and said, what's the time value of cakes in this book? I'm not really sure. I don't know. How I don't know what the velocity do of cakes is. How many cakes does it take? Plus, what happens when there's another, when another cake maker pops up in town? When Jill, Jill Cakes comes in, 
You know what you got to do? You got to kill her. And Jack likes Jill's cakes better than mm-hmm. Jean's. Jean, never going to get her damn door fixed. Robbers are going to break in because the door's loose. And then she dies a t- terrible death. Subscribe to Patty Pie. Oh. Listen, once again, white <laughs> All pill. because of you, Bailey. She says this episode sure did take a turn. That was your fault. <laughs> Uh, take ownership of that. Once again, oh. Charlie, what's the best form of socialism? Sex? I don't know. You're supposed to say capitalism. Oh, capitalism. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> the best form of socialism is capitalism. I agree. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to see what the vote was right now, just before we get out of here, on what kind of, um, what kind of system, economic system we have. I put it to a vote. For on people. Twitter? On Twitter. Let me see what we got so far. Um, who is winning? Capitalism is winning right now. 32%. So, I guess, uh, let's see, who's winning right now? 32%, 32.4% capitalism, 30% fascism, 25.4% other, and 12.2% socialism. I think think the others should actually win. Uh, when you talk about what kind of system do we actually have, I, I wouldn't call it capitalism. It's not socialism. It's not straight-up fascism. It's a, like a corporatism kind of thing, right? I would Which say, is kind yeah. of fascism. Yeah. Really. I would say the most accurately describes the U.S. would be fascist. Yeah. It's the most accurate description of our current society. I would say. Because you have private ownership. But the only thing is there, well, you don't really have private land because you, you have to pay rent to the government. You never and truly you don't own anything. pay rent to the government, they just take it. Yeah. So. You yeah. don't truly own anything. Mm. Not even the things you buy because you bought that with whatever money the government allowed you to have. You know? Mm. Well, happy Wednesday, everyone. Take those white pills and... <laughs> In your pipe and What smoke was the white pill? Who knows? That's up to you. You see, in today's terrible world, it's up to you to find the white pill mm-hmm. in this story. And that was today's exercise. We feel that today's episode is completely white-pilled. And kind of like Michael Malice's book, The White Pill, which is just a collection of the most terrible horror stories. Disgusting stories I've ever heard. Yeah. It's awful. Awful. All right. Well, if good you, book though. If you enjoyed today's show. And, uh, and if you are looking for the white pill, then subscribe, hit that follow button, share the show with a friend, a family member, or foe, leave us a rating and review so we can be seen by other people searching for Liberty in the morning. They won't get it in the morning, but at least they'll think they will. Free to listen whatever time they want to. Exactly. It's up to them. So leave us that rating. If you have not done that and you listen to the show, that is one thing you could do to help us out. And we would really appreciate it. And, um, if you want to to be more involved and actually spread the message of liberty, then you got to be part of the Fed Haters Club. Mm-hmm, you got to mm-hmm. do it. Join gmail.com, six bucks a month, or you can pay more, but six bucks a month gets you in. You can chat live with us. We discuss, I don't know, children's books and pornos. <laughs> I don't whether or not they're the same thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beauty and the Beast. You, it's a little uh, racy. Is it? Think about it. 
I mean, you've got to like really use your imagination. It's mm. not like it's not like depicted scene by scene. Mm. I don't think. Speaking of Gene, I want to close the show out with a joke. Nate. Okay. Did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? <laughs> yeah. You did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why is that? Because it runs in your genes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now we know Jean has diarrhea. That's a great joke. And that's from why the she last needs, of us. That's why everyone. she needs her hinges <laughs> fixed. Anyway, do all the things I told you to do. Nate'sCrashCourse.com if you want to learn about the market. Buy a shirt from us on GodHatesFez.com. Do all those things. And if you do, we'll be back again tomorrow for a special episode on Thursday of Dumb Leap of the Week. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.